Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, "What the f are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass." So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hello and welcome everybody to the Chakraway Meditation Podcast. Today I'm really delighted to be joined by Swami Nityananda, who is the um, meditation community leader and spiritual leader at the Awake Yoga Meditation Center in Baltimore. So welcome Swami, thank you so much for joining me today. Roseanne, it's amazing to be with you, thank you. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm always, you know, the, your your title and what you represent and who you are makes you interesting enough to talk to anyway. But I know that you're going to have so many interesting perspectives on meditation. You know, you lead a whole community in meditation. Um, and I suppose in a small way, I kind of do as well, but in a very different way. Um, so I think the first thing that I want to ask you is, um, I think that my listeners will want to know is, Swami is a title. Can you please just explain to us what that means and what that represents? Sure. So Swami Nityananda is the name that my teacher gave me. And my teacher was Swami Shankarananda, and he founded our meditation community, Awake Yoga Meditation. And so a Swami confers the title of Swami on another. And what happened was my teacher recognized me as his successor. And so before he left the body, as yogis say, before he passed, he appointed me as his successor and he made me a Swami. And then Nityananda was the name that he gave me. And so Swami is a reminder for all humans that we're all invited to be sovereign of ourselves. Mm-hmm. So we're invited, I think one of the ways that the Tao Te Ching puts it is we're invited to bring harmony and peace within ourselves. We're invited to conquer any aspect of ourselves that is keeping us from living in joy and living in freedom. And that's the true victory, like that's the true triumph. It's not seeming to conquer another 
it's conquering ourselves it's resolving within ourselves any conflict that we have that prevents us from just being fully here and allowing ourselves to be fully of service to whatever is highest and best however the divine if that's your word for it or the universe if that's your word for it however that energy of light would like to share through us it's really simple that's the task for each human is just how may i allow that light to share through me in the highest purest best way possible right where i am like in my ordinary human life with my own talents and accent and skill set and background how can i simply allow that light to share through me wow that's so beautiful and um you make it sound so easy (laughs) (laughs) it sounds so easy yeah you just you know just let the light come in and and Uh, But we all battle so much with so many things in our lives and, you know, the external things that we perhaps have or seemingly feel like we have no control over come and disturb that peace and that contentment. Um, And you make it sound just like, a yes, yes, we all want to be there with you. So we want to perform that. But how? And I mean, I guess, I guess your your one word answer would be meditation. But you know, this is a lifetime's journey, right? Well, so definitely, I think the yogis are very honest, and I think your question is also very spiritually true and honest. The yogis say that our lifetime, this is our practice, like our whole lifetime, and so actually, meditation is not the ten minutes or twenty minutes of quiet that you're seated. It's your whole life, like so. So your whole life is this energy of joy and peace flowing through you if you allow it. But I have a question for you and and for all listeners. What if we let it be easy? What if we just gave ourselves permission? We said, I know that within myself, there's always this energy of peace. And it's more important for me to stay connected with that energy of peace and to allow that energy of peace to melt away any illusion, any distraction, any fear, any pain, any separateness, and then from moment to moment, just stay in the current and energy of that peace and allow that to transform. And so yogis say that always, I mean, in some ways, always that energy of wholeness and peace and joy, it's absolutely present within each of us. And then from a human perspective, let's be honest, as you said, it feels like it requires sometimes like moment by moment practice and reconnection with that energy of joy and peace. But what happens? And so I'll start to just describe a few examples. So the beautiful humans who meditate with us at Awake Yoga Meditation, they're everywhere from age 10 to into their 90s. They're from all backgrounds, all races, all genders, all classes, all professions. It's, you know, people who are highly creative and work in healing modalities and are musicians and songwriters, but it's also like CEOs and dentists and doctors and lawyers and attorneys and surgeons. Um, So some people, you know, just like all humans from all backgrounds, all nationalities. And what they very consistently report to us is it is possible. And the energy of meditating in community, the energy of hearing teachings of yoga philosophy in community help us connect with this. So we steady ourselves in our own connection to that energy of joy and peace. And we amplify together the energy of joy and peace for everyone else. And we do this regularly. So we offer meditations on Sundays, on Tuesdays, on Fridays. We have a study group on Wednesdays. 
And it's not that every person has to do every one of those, but if you're regularly allowing yourself to connect in community with this energy of quiet, the energy of inspiration, the energy of wholeness, what happens is that all of these humans from all backgrounds say it does become easier. We do become steady. We do become established in this energy. And this energy allows us to transform. Like you were alluding to, I don't think you used this word, but you were alluding to, there can be a lot of pain that humans experience. This allows us to transform that. And there can be like trauma that humans experience. This allows us to transform that. And so it's also these teachings and these practices are deeply practical and they're immediately accessible and we can shift our consciousness and our energy instantly and then live into that allow that new energy that new inspiration that new understanding to live through us and to guide us step by step moment by moment in our daily lives and you think so there's two things i want to pick up on there so the first one is the the question that you started that with which was what if And I have, I've actually, I think I've done a podcast on this. I've certainly done a blog on this about the power of those two words added to your um, affirmation, to your prayer, whatever, because it just enlivens something within you of a possibility, a spark of possibility of potential of like, well, yeah, the brain reacts to it in a really positive way. And I love that. And that idea of, well, what if you could live in this sense of peace and joy and harmony and uh, is is such an invitation to actually really feel the potential of it, to feel the reality of it, which I absolutely love. The other point that I wanted to um, ask you about was the sense of community. So obviously at your yoga center, people come physically they walk in, you know, they're lucky, they live near, they live in Baltimore, <laughs> you know, and they can walk in and there are centers like this all over the world, all over, um, you know, in all cities, I would suspect, places where you can walk in and meditate in a group. And I mean, I know from when I'm sitting leading my classes or when I've been in a yoga class and I always begin and end with a little bit of meditation, certainly at the beginning, And the power of that is really tangible. Um, I mean, is it as just simple as the joining of energy together with others in the same intention? What what is your take on it? That's a really good question. I mean, like, so I would say, and, and I'll also say, so I can comment first on what it's like to meditate and to be connected and in community in physical space. And then I also can say that we do offer all of our meditations online as well. So people join us from around the country, from around the world. And so you can hop on Zoom, you can hop on YouTube if you would like to join one of our meditations live. It's kind of amazing the way that we're able to connect across time and across space. And so one of the things that I would say is there is an incredible gift of embodied presence like if you have the option to be in physical space and meditate in community and you were talking about this to be in a body and to feel how incredible it is to be here in this physical vehicle like understanding it's a vehicle we're not confined to this vehicle we're not limited by it and it's amazing to navigate time and space 
through these eyes and like with this heart and with these tiny and amazing human hands <laughs> like to think of how much creative energy and wholeness and creativity and joy and, and inspiration we can share through our own human selves and i think what happens is that the reality is this energy of joy and freedom is our true nature for each of us and so what happens is when we come into the presence of those who are steady in this remembrance, this practice, this awareness, it's so simple. It's just like a, a light goes on or a veil is removed. And it's just, of course, <laughs> like, of course, we're the energy of joy and freedom. Of course, this is our true state, of course. And and it's it's almost like there's this open doorway or this this portal that we all can just immediately walk through and connect with this realization because this is the lasting reality. And what happens then is we gain the ability, I guess I'll use the metaphor of, we gain the ability to zoom out or to soar, to rise above the, the painful details of human existence, which also are going to be there in any human lifetime. And they don't mean that there's something wrong with us if we're experiencing painful details. It means we're a human <laughs> in time and space. And so it you means we're, we're experiencing the entirety of what life has to offer, basically. It's completeness. Yeah, yeah it's part mm. of the completeness, the pairs of opposites in time and space. But we zoom out and we kind of like soar out and we reconnect with the vastness, the expansiveness, the eternal, the immutable, the immortal, that life, that light in us that it's never, never changing. And then we're able to navigate what does change, but from a sense of lightness and a sense of this is a natural experience that we might be having in time and space, but we're not bound by this. We're not limited by this. And so I think one of the things that happens is when we connect, and this is true in physical space in a really precious way. So for anyone who has the opportunity, be in physical space, <laughs> reconnecting and remembering this. But if not, like hop on to Zoom, hop on to YouTube, and it's just a natural effortless of course this is the reality of course that's my true nature and then it actually can be that we support each other we remind each other so when we're in community and connection um we're able to see clearly for another if they're not seeing clearly for themselves like you are a magnificent light you are incredible you are living with spiritual courage and honesty you have so much inspiration and insight. You have so many gifts that you're bringing and we can simply be the truth of that and help others remember the truth of that as well. And so that helps just melt away those human voices of doubt or those human voices of self-judgment or those human voices of fear, which would make us feel like we're separate. And so just the reality of our own connectedness and then like living that in daily life with a lot of other humans is really a gift and it's a gift we give ourselves and then it's a gift that we give to the other humans who are meditating and connecting with but then that energy of connection it's with us so like if we're taking the bus or we're on the tram or um what is it you call it in london the tube we're on the tube <laughs> yeah um so that energy of connectedness is just there and yeah. it's silently present in our energy field and then what happens, of course, is that we move in a different way in the world and our experience of the world actually transforms. The people we encounter 
are given a silent invitation to also move in that energy of connectedness and remembrance. And so there are these waves of awareness and remembrance and connection and community that go out through us. Beautiful. And when you're when you're describing that, what's coming up for me is the idea that when you're in a in a yoga class and you're chanting chanting om, for example, you know, at the beginning of class, you quite often chant om three times. And there is a resonance that happens by the time you kind of got to the end of your first om all the voices suddenly meld into one and there's this beautiful harmony that happens. Even if you've got people with really loud voices or quiet voices or out of tune voices, somehow the resonance happens. And I feel like it's the same, what you're describing to me feels like the same, but with energy. So when you're in that community, you're not, you know, you may chant, yes, but actually it's that harmonization of energetic awareness as well that's coming, which is really special and I think the more work that I do especially when I'm online and I'm doing a chakra reading or or something like picking up on somebody's energy you think you know they're in Australia and I'm like I can still feel and read their energy as if they were in the room you know it just this beautiful sense that energy is not constricted by the same boundaries that we are as in our human form if you see what I mean and that in itself is really freeing and a magical thing to experience I think yeah I love your description it was beautiful it was moving it was brilliant and just to chime in I completely agree it is resonance and so we're we're resonating and harmonizing within ourselves in relation to others and then that energy of resonance connects us with the energy of harmony and resonance and as you say it's actually planet-wide and so it vanishes time and space like we have connectedness with everyone who's moving in that energy of upliftment and joy and wholeness Mm. and all it takes is this awareness but the one thing that I wanted to ask you about is the name of your thing of your um, center, which is the awake yoga meditation. And I'm really interested in this word awake yeah. because you've kind of alluded to it already in that this understanding that your true nature is joy and freedom is kind of, is it an awakening? Do you call it that? Or is it, you know, a remembering certainly. And I, I, I love that term of remembering because it just, it means that you never weren't, uh, you never, you know, it, it was always there. You just just forgot because life got in the way and that's fine. <laughs> but this awake, becoming awake to it, what is, what, talk to me about what that represents for you and your centre and what you, the work you do. I would love to. Thank you for the question. And I think the truth is that, as you mentioned, every human already has this awake energy within ourselves. And so we, before we come into this physical form, we are that energy of awakeness. As soon as we arrive in this physical form, that energy of awakeness is still within us. And in practice, so I'm going to start to talk about the Bhagavad Gita says, be established on yoga and be awakened. And so be established in that energy of divine union, be established, be awake to continually study in that energy of connectedness that we were just talking about. So it is a remembering, but for most humans, there's a practice involved in it. And so the Upanishads also use that word awake, that we're awakening to this reality that is already here within us. And teachings from the Buddha 
also use that word awake and the buddha actually means one who is awake and so there's a beautiful set of teachings where the buddha tells all of the buddha's students the same awakeness that is in me is in you and tells us to discover this and then to live from that reality and in december of last year 2022 um, our community actually published a book called awake the yoga of pure awareness that talks about those teachings from the buddha talks about awakeness in yoga philosophy as well and so it's it's both um, from the perspective of our expanded awareness and our true self awakeness is here full on it's always been here we've never been separate from it and for most humans there's a process of oh <laughs> like that energy of peace that energy of universal kindness that energy of inspired wisdom that's the reality and i can focus on that and then that becomes the practice of this particular lifetime and how that awakeness expresses through us like it already expresses through you perfectly through your teachings and through the chakra readings that you do and through this podcast that you do and so for listeners then the invitation is what is this energy of awakeness within me how does it feel when i have that simple pure alive energy within myself and so there's likely a feeling of joy and a feeling of lightness a feeling of effortless a feeling of it's almost so natural that you haven't known to notice how present it already is with you so it's what you love and it's what you love in simplicity and purity it's like if you are a human who likes to dance or walk or move your body or bake or cook or sew or build or create or dream or draw whatever it is that you love like if you love kids or plants or animals or elders whatever it is that your natural joy shares itself through that's the energy of awakeness so it's always there and then we give ourselves this amazing gift when we say oh i can claim this like i can trust this i can be confident in this i can be really brave i can be audacious i can be generous in this i can be glad in this and then just to live from that center of peace and that center of purpose knowing that it's always connected we're always connected to peace and we're always connected to purpose and then that allows us in turn to keep going you know just step by step whatever the walk is in time and space whatever however the human body feels or however the human emotions are whatever the human thoughts are when you have that sense of inner peace and purpose you get to keep going and it becomes a much more dynamic and much more fun and much more light-filled much more humor-filled process yeah yeah i i love that and there's there's a couple of things that come come up for me as you as you speak and the first one is is around and it's reminded because um I you know obviously looked at your website and looked around and and obviously as a as a swami you're wearing robes and they're these beautiful saffron robes and as you sit here today you've got a beautiful um saffron orange scarf on and this instantly takes me to in my work the sacral chakra which is represented by the color orange but as you're speaking you're talking about all these things that are embodied within this energy center which is joy and laughter and fun and pleasure and following your passions like really tapping into the passions that you have in your life which make life worth living I guess you know that make life 
joyful and and those are the when you're you know pursuing those those creative endeavors whatever they be whether it be you know dancing or sewing or baking or you know making a pot or whatever it is you lose track of time you lose track of space and time you are just you just are you're just being you're just in the moment doing it and um I, I this is probably a really dumb question, but what is the significance of this beautiful saffron color? Is it in to to the whole um, to your work to being a swami? I guess. So it's a really good question. I'm actually looking right now on screen. I'm looking at a picture of my teacher, Swami Shankarananda. So if you want to see a picture of my teacher, go to awakeyogameditation.org. And then under spiritual heritage, you can see a picture of him. And he's wearing the orange rose. And it just makes me grin to see him. So as you say, um, it is associated with that energy of joy, that energy of serenity, the energy of connectedness, the energy of purpose. It also, so, and this is going to start to sound really intense, so stay with me. Mm -hmm. But in the past, traditionally, when a person became a Swami, it was as if their separate individual self died the same way that a body would be burned on a pyre when a body died it was as if the energy of separateness that was in you died and so the orange robe makes visible the orange scarf makes visible that we have vowed to walk through the illusion of separateness and we have vowed to offer to the fire to be transformed to be transmuted to be let go forever the energy of separateness and so we vow to live the energy of connectedness that I talked about. And so then I'll also start to talk about, I think the significance of this, because obviously not every listener is going to be a Swami, but every human is asked to move through the fire of transformation. Mm. And so it becomes relevant to every human because living in time and space, one of the, the ways that I would put this into words is I think that every human lives many lifetimes <laughs> in one life. And so to be able to gracefully walk through the fire of transformation, knowing that what is melting away as you walk through the fire is whatever is not needed anymore. And what emerges on the other side of that fire is an even more full, amazing, expression of your true self and so it's an even more full expression of unconditional universal love and kindness and caring and just being fully present being of service and so for any human that's just always the invitation is i also think that most humans are walking through transformation from my observation tell me if you seem this in your own practice and your own teaching but it seems pretty clear that most humans are engaged in this process. And the only question is, am I consciously and willingly <laughs> engaged in this process of transformation or am I resisting it? And so if you just say, okay, transformation is occurring. Mm -hmm. This is amazing. Let's go with this yeah. and let's let it be a matter of joy. And so then consciously, how easy could this be? Like we're, we're, we're saying again, what if I let this be easy? What if I said, I'm willing to let go of any images or attachments or concepts, restrictions, old patterns, old habits, limitations. I'm willing consciously, why would I want to hold on to that? So I can consciously offer it to the light and let it be transformed. And then we will also, each of us have clarity. Each of us already has 
an inner knowing of what arises into view. If I let go of the old, the doubt, the fear, the judgment, the shame, the pain, the blame, the feeling separate, we already have an inner awareness of this is what is coming forth in me. And so if we allow that to be a matter of joy and a matter of, okay, so anything that's coming into my awareness right now, that's only rising into my awareness so that I may see it and heal it and offer it to the light. And then what happens on the other side of that is that energy that we might have been fighting with and um, kind of like feeling we had to hold part of ourselves separate from another part of ourself, it becomes resolved and liberated. And so when we're not fighting ourselves and we're not fighting this natural flow and expansion of life and of our own awareness, what happens then is we're liberating any energy that used to be bound is now able to be free. And so there's more energy for joy and there's more energy for that, that kind of just like calm and peace and presence right where we are. No, it's just so joyful. It just makes my heart happy. It makes, it, it, it gives me solace just hearing you say those words, just, a, just that simple acknowledgement and awareness that we are all in a state of transformation, that we are all walking through the fire, if you like, and we're walking towards the true self. We're walking towards what we're supposed to be or closer to our best version of ourselves, if you like. And just that is just, oh, it just takes the, it just is a sense of relief um, that is really palpable. You know, this is, this is not new to, this is not news to me, but hearing it is a balm to my soul. It just is really a beautiful thing to hear. It's such an important teaching. And it's simply this awareness, this awareness that that is happening is, is, pretty much the only step that we're taking just going ah, oh, so this is where I am I see and onwards I would agree with you that it's deeply healing and I would also agree with you it's deeply freeing and I'm, I'm looking at my teacher's picture as I'm saying this so my teacher demonstrated this like he demonstrated it with his body he demonstrated it with his life so he was here he shared these teachings of yoga philosophy that I'm talking about um, right now but he did that I think for about 38 years so he founded the community and then shared these teachings for 38 years and I met him in 2010 and he left the body in 2014 but he kept sharing these teachings until two weeks before he left the body so up until the very last he was just absolutely steady, totally dedicated to sharing these teachings. But another thing that I just wanted to say is he made visible with his body and with his life that the light continually expands. So when I met him in 2010, he was already fully the light. But every single moment that he was here in the physical, the light kept expanding through him. And so what that made visible for me is that this is natural. It is part of the process for all of us. And so as long as we're here in the physical, there's always going to be more light that we can open to. And I think another, another healing uh, observation or reality and connection to the way that you phrased it, there's nothing wrong with us. 
<laughs> so just basically to tell all humans there's nothing wrong with you. There's no. never been anything wrong with you. And there's nothing wrong with you right now. And there never will be anything wrong with you. And so we are here in the physical and we are learning and we're making choices. And then we're realizing, oh, I made that choice. This is what I learned in relation to that choice. Let me keep the wisdom and let go of any pain and move forward. And so when we do that, I think there's also, it becomes like a lot less sticky and, and we feel less like there's something wrong with us <laughs> for being here. It allows flow. It allows it to just flow and be and move and transmute, if you like, and just continue to, exp yeah, this expansion into towards light and I've and I've you've said this a couple of times and I'm I'm pretty sure I know what you mean but I want you to explain what you mean by this light like um letting things go into the light or allowing the light within to expand you know during meditations you're often encouraged to visualize a light or focus on a light you know so light is is it's a clear instruction but how does it actually you know how does it translate for you that absolutely so one of the things that i would share all of our meditations begin with the gayatri mantra and so sometimes we chant that in sanskrit and then recite it in english but one of the things that the gayatri mantra says is the universe is radiance projected into time and space the whole universe is radiance projected into time and space. And what that means is we are part of that radiance. We are always part of that radiance. Like there's never been a moment that the human body of each of us has ever been disconnected from that radiance. And so for the heart of each of us, there's never been a moment that the heart of each of us has been anything other than connected <laughs> to radiance. And the same thing with the mind of each of us, the mind is, that radiance in the form of a human mind and so our life if we remember that we are just radiance streaming forth into time and space and i think this is you alluded to it really beautifully there then becomes this almost like flow we remember that we can be very very steady and very poised very steadfast in our remembrance and our awareness and our practice but also there's flexibility and there's like life is always in motion. And so we're we're dancing with that energy and we're open too. like we're open hearted. We're living from this full hearted awareness that in every moment radiance is here. So we're just connecting to that energy of radiance and living in that light. And I would also say that energy of radiance within us, it's the energy of inspired wisdom. It's the energy of kindness. It's very simple, it's very pure, it's very honorable, it's very generous, it's very noble, it's very bright, and it's right with us. And so that's our incredibly, like indomitably strong true self. We have so much strength within ourselves. And so it gives us almost like this opening to connect with and just remember indomitable strength is here. I do not need to fear anything in time and space. I can act with wisdom and awareness in relation to time and space, but fearlessness can be part of that. Courage and ease can be part of that. But then also there's this almost like brightness or 
playfulness or effervescence that that comes with it as well. So it's not a rigid strength. It's a joyful strength and it's a balance. And when we're balanced, like when the body and the heart and the mind and the life are coming from this energy of radiance, then we're we're peace. And we are able to use our mind as an instrument when we need to use our mind, but also then we have the ability to quiet the mind and to sleep when it's helpful to quiet the mind and to sleep. Um, It's sort of like if we allow the mind to be an instrument that serves us rather than allowing the mind, someone recently used the image of um, a hamster sort of like running on the hamster wheel. But if we have the the ability to use the mind, it's, it's a tool. But then when we've completed our work with that tool, we can lay down the tool. Um, and, and it's the equivalent of like, if we've been working with a hammer, the hammer doesn't need to be like jumping around on the table <laughs> after we've laid down the hammer. I love that. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a, it's a, it's, it's wonderful. You know, what, you're, what you're bringing forth is this beautiful possibility, this beautiful sort of infinite potential joy, freedom that, that we all have within us. And I think that a lot of people will, you know, myself included, we recognize that. And that sparks, uh, a, you know, that gives us just a spark of joy, just on remembrance. Exactly. But we are also frequently bogged down in the realities of life in exu- you know in using our energy towards things that might not bring us joy but they kind of got to be done because we've got bills to pay or whatever yeah. and so there's this kind of two things that exist at the same time within us all this idea that there is this potential for joy and freedom and love and lightness and all of that but then there's also this very earthly quite heavy sometimes weight of responsibility which is usually what it is you know it's having to look after other people or you know it's this weight that's there that sort of counterbalances and and when it comes to in real world terms there's choices between choosing to be joy and freedom and you know happy all the you know sorry I'm being very trite when I say happy but you know choice between that and actually I've got to go to work and get a paycheck you know everybody is like yeah I've just got to go to work and get the paycheck so how do we bring those two very opposite ends of the spectrum into our lives Thank you so much for your question and for the spiritual courage and honesty of asking that question. And so I also want to acknowledge, I think that our our culture, we're all part of it, we're all connected to it, but we have constructed a culture where we have the invitation to be continually, uh, what's the right way to put this, activated not always in a positive way. So we have the invitation to have our nervous system be continually on and continually concerned and continually responding to a perceived or actual threat or thing that we need to take care of. And so I think what we have the opportunity to give ourselves is the gift of remembering that each of us can create direct, practical, accessible ways to calm and quiet our own nervous system, and then to practice discernment and awareness about what is most important for me to attend to. What are the actual priorities here? And so 
one of the ways to put this is like let's say that you have and this is why i think it's helpful to remember the people who practice these teachings that i'm talking about some of them are ceos or doctors or surgeons or lawyers or dentists they mm-hmm. run very high powered practices and um, workplaces and what they consistently say is if i connect with the quiet for five minutes in the morning or 10 minutes in the morning or 20 minutes in the morning what i find is that the energy of cooperation, the energy of community, the energy of connection, the energy of inspiration, the energy of inspired wisdom, which is larger than the individual. So we're still using all of our talents that we've trained in and in which we have gained our expertise, but we're also connecting to this kind of spirit or energy that is larger than ourselves. Then that energy of inspiration and cooperation actually shares with the whole practice, with the whole office, with the whole department, with the whole family. And so to give ourselves the gift of five or 10 or 15 or 20 minutes of quiet in the morning, we more than get back that five, 10, 15, 20 minutes in the course of the day. And what we find then, and this is what I would encourage people to experiment with instantly without waiting, it's important to honor our responsibilities and what if we allowed ourselves to feel inner lightness of heart and inner joy as we honor our responsibilities so that we remember that that core inspiration like that core joy that brought us to this practice or this profession or this family or this neighborhood or this city or this way of being of service in the first place so that continually we are responding like there's this upwelling this like fountain of inspiration that's available always even as we honor our responsibilities and then that's where you get you get the fun things like i saw a video a couple of weeks ago of um i think it was a a neuroscientist um surgeon pediatric surgeon and he would dance with his patients so he's doing like serious surgery for young people who are experiencing serious conditions and he would dance with them and you see this video and like some of the patients are like on their back in a hospital bed they can't really move and they're dancing in their hospital bed or they're like in a wheelchair they're dancing (laughs) with the doctor and then you see like patients who have like very visibly bandaged limbs and they're dancing and what happens is the outcomes and the healing for those particular patients, it's actually faster. It brings their immune system online in an even brighter and more joyful way. And it gives them that feeling that we were talking about earlier. I might have this physical condition and there's nothing wrong with me. (laughs) Like at the core of me, there's nothing wrong with me. And so then that energy of wholeness, it's actually pouring through into our own wellness journey, whatever that wellness journey is that we're having. And so that was just one example of one human and how he brings that energy of joy into his practice. But I think the basic practice or principle is for each of us, yes, please, let's be responsible and responsive and present. But also, what if I allow myself to be filled with a sense of lightness while I attend to my daily tasks and responsibilities? What if I ask myself, how much fun can I have today while I take care of all of these tasks and responsibilities? What if I don't wait to connect with that energy of joy? And I, I allow that energy of joy to infuse 
all of my thoughts and all of my words and all of my choices, all of my tasks, all of my actions that I'm taking today. Yeah, that's so beautiful. So, I mean, this has just been so fascinating and I feel like you've given us so much positive, beautiful, positive energy. I'm going to go away floating on air. And I think if everybody just has this, this, inkling of the remembrance of joy and freedom that is their nature that is their true essence then the world is going to be a more beautiful place and i'm so grateful to you for sharing your wisdom with me and your teachings and i want to um you ask let me know tell me <laughs> sorry give my words all in a tingle um what is your the the website that so if people want to join in one of your meditations um and actually become part of the community how can how can they do that absolutely so awakeyogameditation.org is our website and everyone is welcome so there's like literally nothing you have to do other than join like hop on zoom hop on youtube walk in the door physically so there's like no barrier there's nothing that you have to do just be and and participate like come meditate with us it's so much fun we also have teachings on the website so there's a book awake the yoga of pure awareness on our website as well there's a blog on our website and we share teachings on youtube we share teachings on instagram and on tiktok as well um, feel free if anyone has any questions you can email me i'm at swami at awakeyogameditation.org but also just so much joy and gratitude and thank you for sharing your warmth roseanne and and that came across so clearly when i was listening to your podcast but it's such a joy to connect with you and thank you for all that you share and to the listeners i just want to say gratitude and respect because I know it's not always easy being in a human body and you are amazing. It's amazing that you're here. Thank you for being here and you make a positive contribution wherever you are. Thank you. Thank you so much, Sonia Tenyanda. Thank you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 